Hello, welcome back to Nerd Bites. My name is Justin. And I'm Brandon. And we are here to talk about Old Forester. Real quick, what's your experience with Old Forester? Old Forester experience for me, the first time I actually went to their distillery was in 2021. So that was a cool experience really? for me to actually walk through and see everything. Um, other than that, I stumbled into birthday bourbon by complete accident once. Damn. And I thought it was somebody else's birthday. Mm-hmm. That's why they kept calling it birthday bourbon. <laughs> yeah. That was, had no idea. This was, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Had no idea what was going on with it. And now come to realize, it's like, that's why everybody kept calling it birthday bourbon. So, well, it's a pretty badass yeah. bottle if you get it. It is, yeah. No, I, now so, I can't find it. So today we are talking about the 1910, and we're talking about the 1920, and a special third glass, which is... The 1915. 1915, which is a fun little blend of the two. Uh, but first, let's talk a little bit of history about Old Forester. Um, if you didn't know, Old Forester was founded by George Garvin Brown, who was born in 1846. This dude's this is a this is a very old distillery. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually named after Dr. William Forester, and uh, it's the first bottled bourbon called Old Forester in 1870. So it yeah. really goes back. Um, These guys have a lot of firsts that they uh, they go through. Yeah, yeah. So their first their first proof was 90 proof. And uh, in order to comply with legal regulations specified by the U.S. Bottled and Bond Act of 1897, which we've talked about before, Old Forester increased their proof from 90 to 100 proof, because we all know that 100 proof is the bottled and bond proof, right? Yep. Um, So in 1910, a fire on the bottling line shuts down production, which... Do you want to talk about what that means, how that impacts what's yeah, going on Yeah, so kind of an interesting story. Um, as they were going through making their whiskey in 1910, uh, everything was aged in a barrel like it should be to be classified as bourbon. And there was a um, fire on the bottling line, as he had said. And what they ended up doing is they halted production. And with all this bourbon they had out, they actually put it into another barrel. So it was the first double barrel aged bourbon on the market. Yeah. And that's where the old fine whiskey name comes from. So that's our 1910. And then, of course, we know 1920, also called Prohibition style. Well, that's when Prohibition happened. Yes. Right? So they've got a little bit of influences of, of those two bottles. Yeah. Uh, Old Forester today remains the only bourbon continually sold by the same bourbon company um, before, during, and after Prohibition. So it's been along for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. It's the first distillery to convert entire production to industrial-grade alcohol for the war efforts, which happened basically just two weeks um, after Pearl Harbor, so World War II. It's the first bourbon to create a decanter. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a Christmas gift back at, what year was that? Uh, it is in, I don't even have the year. I don't know, yeah. a long time ago. It was, I want to say, mm, 30s maybe? Sounds good. 20s in there, somewhere. But it was a pretty unique looking glass decanter bottle. You so can Google that if, cool. you don't, yeah. if you don't know, if you want to find the answer to that. Um, in 2002, Old Forester actually celebrated the 156th birthday of founder George Garvin Brown with the release of the Old Forester birthday bourbon, yeah. which you were mentioning earlier, which yeah. is pretty badass bourbon. Um, it's also the first vintage dated bourbon in the industry. And uh, this year was the 10th year of the birthday bourbon. So yeah. It's been around a long time. Not mm-hmm. that long, but good amount. Yeah. Um, so let's break down real quick what they offer. And they offer quite a few things. First off, they have the Old Forester, which is 86 proof. They have the Statesman, which is 93 proof. Yep. They have the 1870, which is the original batch. And the, and the proof changes on this one. And the 1897, which is the bottled in bond. Again, that's 100 proof. We've got the Old Forester, which is just the basic 100 proof. 
the rye whiskey, also 100 proof, the mint and julep, which is 60 proof. Um, and again, we mentioned the birthday bourbon, 104 proof, usually what it is around something like that. The 117 series, which is called the High Angel Share, that's 110 proof. The President's Choice, which is the single barrel of the Old Forester, that ranges from 110 to 120 proof. The single barrel, which is 100 proof. The single barrel barrel proof, that proof changes. <laughs> I've got a couple of those single barrel barrel proofs, and that's a fun t- tongue twister there. And I think mine are <laughs> 129, and one's like 132. It's a really, it's a, it's a hot, it's a heater if you like the hot stuff. And then they also have the single barrel rye, which is what, of course, that also changes as well. Um, as in addition to the 1920 and the 1910. Um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to try the 1910, talk a little bit about it, try the 1920, talk a little bit about it, and then we're going to try our little blend here of the 1915 and see if it's something that, uh, you know, people should try doing. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Good. So let's get into the 1910. We're going to be trying the 1910 first, which is the 93 proof. So tell us a little bit about the 1910. Yeah. So the old fine whiskey here from Old Forester, the story goes that during their production process in 1910, I think it was like the summer or something, um, they had a fire breakout in the bottling line. So then they had to halt production to put the fire out and then repair all the damages and, and whatnot. But in the process, all that whiskey that they had that they were bottling, they decided to put into another barrel, and then that produced the first double-barreled bourbon, and that's where we have the 1910 Old Fine Whiskey. So Yeah, well, let's see how fine this Old Fine Whiskey is. Yeah. What are you getting on the on the nose there? So the nose, I'm getting a sweet kind of uh, fruity flavor profile to it, or like aroma to it. Excuse me. Yeah, getting like a little bit of toffee. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting I don't know. butterscotchy. Mm-hmm. Just you know, sweet things. It's not a very. There's not a whole lot going on at first. It's actually pretty mellow. Yeah, which. As I've said a lot of times, it's not necessarily my bag, but I, I can see why people like it because it's very smooth. Yeah. What are you getting as far as like initial flavor profiles? I'm getting like a, a sweet cookie flavor to it. Oh, yeah. So okay. Getting, I can see that. Getting some cookies in there. Yeah. Now, I will say, though, like having waited for a few seconds, like the the finish is fantastic on this one. Surprising. Because, you know, usually the lower proof stuff doesn't really stick around. It's like, you know, you just kind of constantly have to go yeah. back to drink it. This one's got a really good deep warmth to it that's yeah. kind of sticking around for a little bit. Even I, as I'm talking now, it's actually almost coming back again. Yeah, and I think it, it's coming from that, that double barrel process. You yeah. know, you're getting the, the double smoke, uh, yeah. smokiness from the oak. Okay, that's the 1910. On to the 1920. What do we got, 1920? So 1920, uh, the story behind that one's Prohibition style. So a son of a bitch by the name of Andrew Volstead. This guy was a real piece of work. He was pretty much the reason for Prohibition to come into uh, existence. So he didn't like people having fun and good times and drinking. So he was the reason for it. So I don't like I don't like Andrew Volstead. I, think I he's, don't think most people yeah, do. No. But I listen and watch whiskey shows. <laughs> yeah, but in honor of Andrew Volstead, um, or I guess more so to make fun of him, uh, they introduced this Prohibition-style uh, piece, which, again, they were one of six distilleries to get the... Um, the licensing to continue making it. So this was a nod back to their um, whiskey that they were producing through Prohibition, which means it is a 115 proof because they had to account for the angel share. So really what the they 
whiskey that they were making during that time frame. It was bottled at 100 proof, but it came in at 115. So this is 115 proof in the bottle. So All right. Well, on to the 1920. This has got a really caramely yeah. nose to it. I got, I'm getting some sweetness on it, too. Yeah, yeah a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. Let's jump in and taste it. A little bit of heat right off the bat, which I, again, you know I like. A little bit of tongue. Depth of flavor, for sure. Yeah. I think for me, it's the, just the um, the spiciness of it. Like, there's that, it comes from, I guess, the higher proof point with it, too. Mm-hmm. But that, that full mouth feel that comes through there, I think that's what, what does it for me. And, yeah, I and agree. you've got the higher proof, too, so you've got that, you know, for you. it's Yeah, and it's 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 a lasting heat, too. Yeah. Like, it, it, it hits you right in the tongue, and then it hits you in the back of the throat, and it's just sitting there. I don't even really have it going down the throat at all. It's just, like, right there in the back of my mouth, which, mm-hmm. as I said before, like, I'm in for. Yeah, kind right? of expands across the, the whole palate. So now we're going to try our blend, which is the 1915, as people call it on the interwebs. Is yeah. this something that people like to do? I've read some message boards that people are, you know, it's kind of like a very controversial thing, hit or miss. It is, and I think it's, I mean, as far as blending is concerned, I think people like to, you know, make something their own. Um, but this is my first attempt at blending yep. anything. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, uh, I think that, you know, there's probably a reason why Old Forester isn't making it um, based on the, the stories, you know, and that's yeah. kind of their, their piece of it. And, you know, I'm not the guy that's going to come in and say, hey, you guys should, should do this. You know, I'm, <laughs> I know my place. I'm not, I'm not going to tell them what, what to do. Um, but I think, you know, there's a, there's a cool aspect of it, of the making something your own. And I think, you know, doing this and yeah. finding that middleman. Yeah, and I and I did just I mean, as we're maybe giving it a scent, you know, having made a uh, an infinity bottle, I think that that I, I kind of appreciate the blending aspect of it. Something new and different that you not necessarily know you're going to get, right? Mm-hmm. And you blend it, and if you like it, you keep it, or you maybe you add to it or take from it, etc. If not, you set it up for your company and, and you say, hey, drink it. enjoy. Here's here's <laughs> here's what everyone else can have. The public, yeah, put it in a decanter and tell them it's something they can't find. All right. So on the nose, like the first thing for me. I'm getting a, like a lot of cherries. Yeah, I feel like I, I wonder if the 1920 is going to really overpower this one. I don't think it's going to overpower per se. I think that the flavors, I think we'll get the cherries from the 20, but I think there'll still be a little piece of the the 10 that comes in. Yeah. So on, on, I mean, on the taste, as you're tasting, I can tell you right now that it's kind of an interesting mixture. Like it's got some of the heat, but it's not quite all heat. Yeah, which I feel like the 1920 is like just a lot of heat in a good way. Yeah, and as I'm as I'm tasting it, so I'm getting kind of like so that graham cracker feel is still coming through, like almost like a s'mores hmm. taste. Yeah, which is interesting because you've got I don't know like a, a where does that come from? Where is the s'mores flavor coming from? I think it's the 1910. I think that they, you're supposed to be getting some like like the graham cracker was graham in there. cracker stuff going on there. But then where is the the marshmallow? Like the chocolate in it? Maybe it's the chocolate graham cracker I'm getting. Could be. Um, I think that's. I'm it. trying to see if there's any specific. Yeah, it's not really marshmallow, but there is definitely some graham cracker coming from the 1920 actually. No, and it, and it says finish with 1920 marshmallows. It does say that on there. So look at this guy. <laughs> Fucking. I surprised expert, myself. Expert taster. I surprised okay, myself. <laughs> so 
I'm going to tell you right now, I actually enjoy this blend. I, I do think too. this is a pretty fun little blend. I would actually maybe recommend doing this. Yeah, one. I could see why people would would want to do this and try it. So I, this is my seal of approval. I say go for it. Try it. So 100 or 115 proof. This is about 104 proof. That's what if you add if you together. average the two together. Yeah. yeah, and then 90 uh, 93 proof. So let's do a real quick. We're gonna rank them and then rate them. No, let's just rate them. What do you think? Yeah. All right, so, what is, so we're going to go to our Nerd Takes, our Luke Skywalker rating, <laughs> and we're going to decide kind of where we fall on, on the three. So let's start with the 1910. Okay. What are you giving it? 1910, um, I think because of the, the linger aspect for it, I think we're going to go with a solid seven. Solid seven? Yeah, I, I'm actually surprised by this one. Um, I, I'm going to go, so you're giving it a Dagobah Luke. Yes. I'm going to give it a Hoth Luke, which is a six, but I'm going to tell you right now, coming into it, I was actually leaning towards like a three or a four. So I, I, it, it's, it's exceeded my expectations. What about the 1920? The 1920, I myself also appreciate the higher proof mm-hmm. pieces of it. I like that warm feeling that it gives off. So for me, it's going to be a nine. Oh, okay. I like uh, the nine. No, I think this is a really good one you can find in the store. Both of these you can find in the store pretty readily um, for 50, you know, 60, 50 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to quite give it a nine cause I got to reserve that for like special ones, but I will give it an eight. I'm going to give it a stormtrooper Luke. Cause it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's my go-to for sure. If I can't, if I don't feel like breaking into the super fancy allocated stuff, this is the guy for me. Yeah. The blend. Where do you go with that? The blend. It's, I think it's in between Dagobah Luke and stormtrooper Luke for me. It's up, it's up there. It's good. Yeah. But I'm still leaning more towards the 1920. Yeah. So what, what, what number are you giving it? Uh, seven and a half. Seven so and a half. Okay. <laughs> we're in between. So he has the Stormtrooper helmet on, but Yoda is on his shoulder. <laughs> but he's trading. <laughs> yeah. I like That's awesome. Uh, I've never had that before. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I think it's right in between, just as these glasses are. It's not as good as a 20, a little bit better than a 10, probably because it pulls it in with the 20 for me personally. So I'm going seven. Uh, Dega Bolu. But I do think that this is a really fun blend, and I, I would strongly recommend people people giving it a go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it, our old Forester review of the 1910, the 1920, and our fun little blend, the 1915. Brandon, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Justin. That was a lot of fun. All right. Until next time, Nerd Bites. <laughs>